And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with miss attached to it. Bob, <laughs> listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. <laughs> I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ. Comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well, actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Really? Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Honey Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This time, we'll honor our veterans and celebrate Veterans Day with a great military drama on Now Hear This from 1951. Then, we'll go back to December 9, 1941, just two days after the bombing of Pearl Harbor for Fibber McGee and Molly. But first, let me say hello to my co-host, Lisa Wolf. What's up, Lisa? Hey, Carl. What's up? Well... I see Mikey Gastello over there. <laughs> I am like over a little here. boy when you say Mikey. <laughs> well, I, you know, Mikey, he's always going to be Mikey to me. Hey, Mikey. He's always going to be Mikey to me. Um, all right, well, guess what? We're going to celebrate Veterans Day with a very cool patriotic story on Now Hear This. This was a docudrama, came to NBC Radio in 1951. And these were stories about the U.S. Navy. It was sponsored by recruiting for the U.S. Navy. Most stories were set in World War II and told from the point of view of the enlisted working sailor. How the battles were won and how history was made by the exploits of brave naval officers. It was told through the eyes of a rugged old chief bosun's mate who had seen it all in his 30 years at sea. Larry Haynes was the narrator, and New York's finest actors handled the supporting roles. We have a broadcast for you now going back to July 22, 1951. It's called Landing the Marines. Here is part one of Now Hear This. Now hear this. Now hear The National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with the United States Navy Recruiting Service, presents Now Hear This, dramatic stories based on the personal experiences of those gallant men and women who embody the great traditions of a great service, the United States Navy. Now hear this. Two hands from the 1st and 2nd Division report to the supply officer... To handle stores. It takes a lot of learning to be a sailor. That's why when we grab a new recruit, we tell him this. When someone is teaching you something, listen, learn it, and don't lose it. Exactly ten years ago, the whole Navy learned a lesson it never forgot. Right now, out in Asia Minor, the whole country has taken a refresher course because too many people have forgotten. Too many can't make up their minds. Is it a war, or isn't it a war? To those who might have forgotten, when the bullets are flying, when a green kid spits red blood, 
It's war. If you happen to be one of those who would rather forget the kicking around we got in the Pacific during the early 40s, why then just find yourself a dance band, a comic book, or go back to sleep. But if you think it might help your future and the future of your kids to remember those dirty days, then stick around. The winter and early summer of 42 saw the Japanese Imperial Army, Air Force, and Navy spreading out like an octopus. And the only thing we had to fight with was a prayer for tomorrow. A prayer that tomorrow would slow down until we could meet it. I'd seen Pearl. I'd seen the Philippines. And in the June of 42, I was leaning on the railing of a next luxury liner, getting up steam to sail out of San Diego seeing a bunch of Marines group and prepared aboard our hotel. Straighten up those lines. Come on, get on them, Sergeant. <laughs> Think they're waiting for a brass band? Could be, Eddie. Only maybe this is just a dry run. Sort of a rehearsal until the girls come running to kiss the boys goodbye. Yeah, of course. The yeah, Marines wouldn't wear those dirty green uniforms if they were going anywhere, the blue and gold when they're traveling. Okay, line it up. Line it up. Oh, listen to that big bad man scream at those pretty Marines. <laughs> That's a good one, huh, Eddie? Uh, I didn't hear you. I said... Now, what did I say? <laughs> anyway, it was a good one. You guys on leave? Now, relax, boats. Trying to enjoy our four off. Practically loaded the ship with our bare hands. Besides, we gotta build up courage so when those big bad marines come aboard, they won't scare us. Pinball, you haven't had an original thought since you signed on. If Eddie told you to jump over, you wouldn't even bother to take off your shoes. Uh, is that so? Yeah, Pinball, that's so. Now shut up, will you? Let me concentrate. Ah, the Navy Brain Trust is about to take the first step in winning the war. Chief Scott at your service, Admiral. Blow it, Boats. Looking for somebody. I thought you hated Marines. How come you're so interested in watching them board? Ready to board. Line it up. Okay, board. Hey, Eddie. Do we bow or something? <laughs> That's a good one, huh, Eddie? Yeah, yeah. Maybe now... Maybe now we'll get started. But with those tin soldiers? <laughs> don't make me laugh. Yeah, don't make us laugh. Say, whose side are you guys on? Ours. Only I just don't like the Marine Corps. Yeah? Why? Well, I got lots of reasons. Lots? Then why did you put in for a transfer to this transport? Some guys are saying you didn't have the guts for a fighting ship. Look, I got a pretty good record, boats. Don't get under my skin. Okay. But maybe I think we got plenty to fight without picking on our own. You fight your way, I'll fight mine. Hey, you! Yeah, Marine, you, you! Are you talking to me, sailor? Yeah, talking to you. Are you the sailor's gonna show me to my stateroom? That's supposed to be funny. Shove off, Eddie, that's an order. I can handle him, Chief. In the Marine Corps, we use the lady Marines to frighten this kind. I understand you guys are going to win the war for it. You sailors don't seem to be doing so good a job. Oh, yeah? Stow it, Pinball. Pin? Oh, well, now, isn't that a perfect name for a sailor? What do they call you? Eddie. It figures. Look, Private First Class. Private First Class. Boy, these wise Marines. Look, unless you've got something important to say, I'm going off with the rest of my guys. So shove off. Suppose I'll be seeing you around the ship. 
Yeah, yeah. I'll probably be assigned to bring you your breakfast. Fine, but remember, I like my coffee hot. Coffee? So you ain't old enough to drink coffee. I make it black. Marines drink it black. Oh, how brave. <laughs> Eddie, you didn't scare him even one little bit. Oh, that stupid punk kid. Shut up. But, Eddie, I just call him a punk kid. But don't do it again. You kidding? Do I look it? Well, you sure picked on a young one. But he ain't even 19. Pink cheeks and all, he's 22. 19. He's my kid brother. We were on a stripped-down luxury liner. It took us about an hour to count noses, cast off, and set sail for... Well, they didn't tell us exactly where, but at that moment we weren't too interested. Marines, sailors, the deck was loaded for a last look at San Diego. It was going to be a long time before any of us saw the States. Finally, the horizon stopped playing tricks and the last guy left the deck and settled down for a long run. After a couple of rough days, we hit calm water and hot weather. The decks jammed with guys trying to get a little air. Oh, you looking for someone, Marine? A shadow of yours told me you were goofing it off on deck. So? Are you still sore? Don't you think I've got a right? Look, Eddie, it was just one of those things that happened. <laughs> Some man. I had to. I still ain't satisfied. I read the letter you sent me. I must have read it a dozen times before I believed. Eddie, you were at sea. The only way I could get you was by mail. Well, a little bit impatient, weren't you, Johnny? Could have waited. Could have given me a chance. It's better the way it was. Eddie, it wasn't easy. Only I... Look, I, I didn't plan it. It just happened. Nuts. Well, I'm sorry. What else do you want me to say? Just keep out of my way. I shipped on this cattle boat so I could get a good look at you. So I could see whether it was worth the trouble to break you in half. Supposing we settle this later, huh? Here comes my buddy. A Marine. Not a regular sailor, but a seagoing bellhop. What's eating you, sailor? I'm getting a little bored, so if you're looking for something to do... Whitey, this is my brother. In fact, he's my whole family. You got a sailor for a brother? I ain't having too gay a time myself, so maybe I can fix you up. Come on, the fight's with me, Eddie. I look at you stalwart men, I think maybe we could lose this war. We can hold our own. That is, if you taxi drivers can get us there without getting lost. Got any idea where we're heading? No. Breeze votes for Pearl Harbor. Hey, uh, you own all those stripes, Sergeant? I've got medals on my dress blues. Good conduct? Come on, this is your ship, Eddie. How about it? Do we put into the Hawaiian Islands? Not a chance. Well, we're still due for training. Could be Pearl. <laughs> and how you guys need training. Pearl's a couple hundred miles southeast. We passed her last night. What do you think, down under? Probably. Chaps are getting stronger. And you brave Marines might have been picked to defend Australia. But I doubt it. The last I heard, they're on our side. A regular comic. Well, I'll see you around, Marines. Uh, in case you're worried, uh, the lifeboats are easy to find. What's eating him? Oh, he's been in the Navy a long time. So what? He's been engaged to the same girl for five years. Put a brother through school. Just couldn't seem to get far enough ahead to get married. 
Again, I say, so what? So, seven months ago, I married her. Now, I wouldn't say that they acted like they were headed for a picnic. And then again, I wouldn't say that they acted like they were ready to slug it out with as tough an enemy as our country ever faced. Maybe it's because they weren't close enough to have the steam of battle in their veins. Maybe it's because they were saving themselves for a shore leave. The kind of a shore leave they didn't expect. I got us straight from the bridge, Eddie. We're putting into New Zealand. Hey, you hear that, Johnny? You're going to sit it out in New Zealand for the duration. I don't think so. Not with the kind of training we've gone through. So how tough can it be? Well, we started where the commandos left off. That's how they separate the men from the boys. Well, I feel just like singing Semper Fidelis. I don't know the tune. How's it go, Eddie? Oh, you remember, Pinball. There were 50,000 Marines and three Mexicans finding it out in some dance hall in Montezuma. Hey, Johnny. You hear the good word? We're putting it to New Zealand. Uh, the war could be over before the Marines got the scuttlebutt. Now hear this. We arrive in Christchurch at 0700. Hey, plenty of time to clean up and beat you gyrenes of the dames. There will be no shore leave. Please, Captain, say you only mean the heroes. The Marines will combat load on three eight-hour ships. Well, too bad. We'll tell you all about it. All hand ships company will assist the Marines in combat loading. Oh, pinball. Now do you see? Yeah, I see. Me with 40 bucks to spend and I got to wet nurse a bunch of Marines. Boy, was that General Sherman right. This was the first time we had concrete evidence that we were on more than a pleasure cruise. Sure, the scuttlebutt was thick from the minute we lifted anchor in Dago. If you listen to the guys push it around, you'd think we were going to cruise into Tokyo Harbor and kidnap the Emperor. Only this was different. This was the captain. This was top rate. We were going to stay right on baby while she was combat loaded. It was a tough job, but it got done and got done fast, and we sailed out just as nicely as we sailed in. Where were we actually heading? Well, if you listen to the scuttlebutt... Me? Well, I think they're taking you back to the States. Probably decided we've got a better chance without you chocolate soldiers. With all these ships? Too much heavy stuff. Yeah, who asked you? Our boats. Yeah, What's on your mind, laughing boy? What's in the wind? You'll get your orders. Come on, Chief. What does she look like? Well, it looks like a rendezvous. Only, don't quote me. Gee, I could have figured that out. Well, you got a good start. Supposing you figure out the rest. Now, there's a great guy. Look, big shot. What boats don't know about the Navy hasn't been written. The only interest I've got in the Navy is where they're taking the Marines. About 24 hours later, we got the answer. We picked up a carrier, five destroyers, a couple of cruisers, and a sea full of transports. Our objective was Coro Island in the Fiji Islands. The enemy? He was almost a thousand miles away. But Coro Island was off our port bow, and we were all prettied up for the dress rehearsal. Boats, has everybody gone nuts? Now, what's eating you now? Expect me to drive one of those land and barges in this kind of a sea? That's your baby being derricked over now. Yeah, I know, I know. Boats, we'll be running each other down. It's going to be a rat race. You read the orders. Radio silence. <laughs> Does that mean planes, ships? Does it mean everything? Everything. Where we shove off, Eddie? 
Geez, look at those Marines. Hope they save some bullets for the Japs. Yeah, we could dump them all in a drink. Oh, what a day for a rehearsal. I should be in sick bay. Yeah. The sea's riding 60 feet high. Boots, I can't even see the island. I, I won't be able to see 10 feet. This isn't supposed to be a day at Coney Island. Now hear this. Board landing vessels. Prepare for assault. Okay, Pinball, let's move, boy. Come on, you fellows. Back in here. Come on up, on you. You know where to go. Hurry it up there. Hurry it up, will you? Okay, Pinball, let's move. Pinball. What? Look around you. The whole deal snapped you. Oh, brother, what a mess. What's up, Eddie? What's up? Keep your head down, will you? The dress rehearsal. Everything's gone nuts. What's up? What's wrong? I said head down. This isn't a day at Coney Island. The rehearsal. Buster, there's plenty of room for improvement. Snaff food was about as mild a word as you could find for our dress rehearsal in the Fiji Islands. Everything went against us. The weather was lousy. The sea was lousy. And everything we had planned turned out lousy. We had to keep radio silent so that the enemy wouldn't be alerted, which meant that the whole Navy was in the position of a right hand not knowing what the left hand was doing. The braid had to call off the second rehearsal. So we started moving toward our objective. The feeling? Well, the devil-may-care attitude was gone, and now all that those Marines resented started to boil. It hit a peak the night before the attack, and the smoldering fire was starting to break out. Smoking lamp is out. How do you like that, Johnny? Smoking lamp is out. I know it. Pacific is lousy with ships, and I can't even light one stinking little cigarette. Now, ain't that tough. Hi, Eddie. Anybody reserve this hunk of the duck? You gonna open that mouth of yours? Because if you are, I'm gonna close it quick. Uh, must be tired. No needle, Eddie. I didn't come to needle. Uh, Sarge, uh... Okay, if I uh, talk to the general here. Go right ahead. I heard on a radio program where we were fighting for hot dogs and freedom of speech, so talk. <clears throat> Alone. I walk once around the deck, then I come back. Get it over with, huh? Eddie, I ain't in the mood. Well, then get in the mood. You shove off tomorrow, we're settling it now. Settle what? Marge and I are married, remember that? You didn't think about that when you enlisted, did you? to doll yourself up into a pretty uniform and get your head shot off. I can take care of myself. Now, ain't that just like the great big hero? What do you think it is, a picnic? I've seen some of this war. It's being played for keys. Yeah, that's what they told us in boot camp. I learned a lot. Yeah, you learned a lot, all right. Learned how to stick a knife into your own brother. I'm breaking my back. Sending every dime to you and you marry my girl. Eddie, will you listen? I ain't interested. Will you listen? Look, maybe what I did was wrong. Maybe I should have waited. Only, Eddie, believe me, I'd have married her anyway. I, I saw everything you saw in her, and a little more. Enough to know that I wanted her for my wife. Look, it was no hurry-up wartime thing. It was something that we, we fought against until it beat us. Eddie, I wanted to marry her before I enlisted, before I went overseas. Remember, they play this kind of game for keeps. Well, you could have given me a chance, you could have let me talk Didn't you get a letter from her? Didn't she tell you how things stood? I get a letter from her every week. Look, she's not scared, Eddie, and she likes you. Only that wasn't enough. And I got a letter this morning. You want to know what she told me? If you want to tell me, 
She told me to... look after you. There were a lot of letters written that last night. A lot of hard-boiled Marines slept with a photograph next to their hearts. Rifles were cleaned and recleaned. Battle gear was gone over a thousand times. And then at 0130, in the full of the moon, an island came off our port bow. She was still a long way off when sighted, but kept getting bigger and bigger. And then at 0530, the planes began to ride. That's the first portion of Now Hear This. More after these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hey, fans of Classic Radio, Carl Amari here. I've created a free app just for you. Get 10 Classic Radio shows free in the Classic Radio Shows app. Plus, there are many more shows available for in-app purchase. You can get your free Classic Radio Shows app in the Google Play Store or the Apple Store. The easiest way to get your free app is to log on to Hollywood360radio.com and scroll down to the Classic Radio Shows app banner and click either the Google link or the Apple link. Don't miss out. Get your free Classic Radio Shows app today. Do you love classic radio shows? The Jack Benny Program. X minus one. Suspense. Now you can receive ten classic radio shows on five CDs every month by joining the Classic Radio Club. Hi, I'm Carl Amari. I've started the Classic Radio Club so fans can receive the best of the best from my library each and every month. Join now and receive your first ten classic radio shows on five CDs, a $39.95 value for only $4.99. Then every month, I'll hand-select ten more of the greatest classic radio shows and mail them to you on five CDs. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com to join and receive your first ten classic radio shows on five CDs for only $4.99. That's ClassicRadioClub.com or call toll-free 888-642-6556. That's 888-642-6556. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Now back to Now Hear This. And at 0613, the Navy opened with her big guns. But there were only a few Marines around to watch the Quincy put a barrage into an oil dump. Only a few Marines, and they soon drifted off. They had more important things to do. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. Won't be long, huh, Whitey? Pretty soon. How much time? Well, we've got to board those dinky little boats at 
0640. We hit the beach at 0800. Let's get up to the deck, huh? It's hot in here. Yeah. Oh, come to watch the party? Yeah. You got a lot of stuff going to see that you get to the shore. After that, it's your baby. Scared, Johnny? Of course he ain't scared. What's he got to be scared of, huh? You're okay, ain't you, Johnny? Yeah, I'm okay. Island sure looks small. Ah, you guys can take care of them. Say, those jerks, uh, well, they've had it easy, huh? <laughs> and when you guys hit the beach, they'll know there's a war on. Up, pinball. Hey, Admiral, do you know a guy on this ship by the name of D'Amico? Yeah, I know him. But I gotta see that guy. I looked all over the ship. I gotta see him. Not a chance. He's in the radio shack. He won't get out until the action's over. But I gotta see him. Yeah, you said that. We'll play an AC Ducey. I, I owe him three bucks. Ah, relax. Got no place to spend it. Look, mister, with me, it's got to be paid. You owe a guy some dough, you pay it. I'll square it for you. Here. I don't like no sailor thinking that I went over the side owing him any dough. Especially a guy who plays such a lousy game of AC Deuce. Well, I notice he ain't looking to pay you off. This can't be so tough, Eddie. Must be 20,000 of you guys sitting on this little hunk of water. A lot of guys for a tea party. Guys under me will hold up. I pounded it into them. They'll hold up. Who's arguing? I can expect anything from you. Save yourself, Marine. I understand the opposition on that island's ready and waiting. Yeah, the rehearsal was lousy. Everything got fouled up. No opposition. You sailors nearly got us killed. Save it for the Japs. I see you so flat you can walk on the water. Drop lots. Drop lots. Yeah, they've been going at it for over an hour. What time is it, Whitey? 0645. Soften it up, fellas. Soften it up. Prepare to put over a landing force. Okay, Jirenes, as they say in the movies, this is it. A bad rehearsal means a good show. But so far, so good. The sun was bright, the sea was calm. And the land and craft were going over the side the way it showed on the blueprints. They looked like dragonflies skimming over the water, getting into position for the run. Dodging little dragonflies filled with marines. They still had an hour and ten minutes before they dropped in on the beach and they were buzzing around. Then they changed into angry little wasps with their stingers out. Don't get it. I just don't get it. What's wrong? There's no opposition. Is that bad? I don't know. What's the good word, Eddie? The guys are rich. <laughs> How do you like that, huh? I'm out in the open like a sitting duck, and you guys are edgy. Yeah, but you got a round-trip ticket. Keep your tail down, Marine. Not a shot, Eddie. They ain't even throwing rocks. Hey, look. There's a plane. Zero. Look at that silhouette. She's a zero. And all alone. Almost. On that pilot. Send him up in the other alley. It was that last hour that was the toughest. That jockeying for position and getting ready for the last run. Prayers, curses, memories, and the near future were all mixed up. But the worst part of the hour was the wait for the first shell from the enemy. What were they waiting for? What are they waiting for? Maybe they evacuated the dirty... 
They wouldn't do that, would they, Whitey? Wouldn't break my heart. Unless they're playing possum. If they're playing possum, we've got to be careful. That's better, Hero. That's much better. You handle this thing pretty. Real pretty. Think maybe I could uh, take it up as a career, Pinball? <laughs> keep your eyes open, Pinball, and keep your mouth shut. We follow the dirty Dan. She's making her turn. And hold on, fellas. We're driving you up to your new front yard. Now we're making our run, guys. Remember what I taught you. And the first guy slows up. We hear you. Keep your tails down. Just hit that beach and flop. All we got to do is hold the beach. Don't try and take the aisles. Still no Jap guns. You'll hear them soon enough. And luck, Johnny. We'll be waiting. Luck. Move. Please, God, take care of that kid. been watching, Eddie. Not a shot. Not one shot. Oh, you're kidding. I'm telling you, they covered the whole beach and no jacks. Thank God. Thank God. What time are we supposed to pick up the second wave? Huh? Well, uh, just as soon as I can get this baby back to her mother. Uh, got three more loads to bring to the beach. Boy, what a breeze those Marines have got. Yeah, just don't count this one in the bag yet. They might be laying low. They, they might be trying to sucker them into a trap. Ah, uh, cut it out, Eddie. We'll be in so solid, they'll never get us out. Yeah. Uh, get ready. I'm moving next to our ship. Okay, you Marines, get in. I ain't cut all day. Right on that ladder. Hurry it up and get ready for waiting. Move up front. Up front. Back there. Back there. Hold it, Eddie. Back to the island. Imagine all that rehearsing. All that fuss just to land on such a dinky island. What are you gabbing about? Uh, nothing. Hey, Eddie. Yeah? What's the name of this island we're making all the fuss over? Hey, uh, you mean a whole bunch? Uh, the Solomon. Oh, I mean the one we're playing war on. Oh. Oh, it's called, uh, Guadalcanal. It's called Guadalcanal. Our first landing against the enemy. We walked into that beach and took our foothold a lot easier than taking candy from a baby. But a few days later, we learned how tough it could get. We learned not to underestimate the enemy. There are white crosses from Guadalcanal to Korea. Let's not underestimate our enemy. Let's not forget why those white crosses are there. Let's not forget that the guys who do our fighting weren't born in a uniform. They grew up as kids and died as men so that kids could grow up and live like men. The National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with the United States Navy Recruiting Service, has brought you another in the series of dramatic incidents based on the facts and files of the United States Navy. In today's story, your narrator was Arnold Robertson, and the cast included Bill Zuckert, Richard Newton, Charles Smith, Bob Reddick, and Chuck Webster. Jack Costello speaking. The program was written and directed by David Harmon and produced by Chick Vincent and Cy Levine. Tune in again next week at this same time when the National Broadcasting Company will once again present...
Stay tuned for You Can't Take It With You, next over NBC. And that's Now Hear This from July 22, 1951, a show called Landing the Marines, starring Arnold Robertson. Also in the cast, Richard Newton, William Zuckert, Robert Reddick, and Chuck Webster. That was sponsored by Navy Recruiting, as heard on NBC. Before we tune into Faber, McGee, and Molly, I want to remind all of our listeners to go to our Classic Radio Club website, at ClassicRadioClub.com. We'd love if you join the club and you'll get classic radio shows sent in the mail to you each and every month. It's all there at our club website. Check it out, ClassicRadioClub.com. Lisa's a member. We have a lot of members. And I think that anybody listening to the show would actually benefit from being a member. You get uh, CDs sent to your home every single month for a very, very low price. Uh, It's just our way of saying thank you, and we appreciate you listening to our show and for joining our club. Absolutely. ClassicRadioClub.com. Check it out. All right. It's time now for Fibber McGee and Molly. Now, this was a comedy series and Jim and Mary and Jordan were married in real life, and they were Fibber McGee and Molly on the radio. Well, in 1941, December 7th to be exact, we were bombed at Pearl Harbor by the Japanese. And the show must go on. And this was a broadcast two days after the bombing of Pearl Harbor. You can imagine how the nation was feeling at this time, probably needing some comedy. So they tuned in to Fibber McGee and Molly. Let's tune this in. Part one now of Fibber McGee and Molly. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. There's an old saying to the effect that the female is more deadly than the male. But around the first of the month, the male can be pretty deadly, too. <laughs> and here at 79 Whisper Vista, the postman has just left a stack of stuff, which on the breakfast table reaches halfway up the coffee pot. And it's all for Fibber McGee and Molly. <laughs> yeah, how many days, McGee? Look at these bills. You look at them. I got a letter from my cousin, Ich. Dick. Yeah, you know. Ichabod McGee. Oh, sure. He was the black sheep of your family, wasn't he? Yeah, complete no good. Ran away when he was 16. Oh? Bummed around the country and started gambling. Won a few hundred bucks and squandered the whole roll on a few acres of scrub farmland and then carelessly discovered oil on it. (laughs) Worthless little pup is now worth four million bucks. Your own brother? Unfortunately, he ain't my own brother anymore. We disowned him in 1926. No, before he discovered the oil, no doubt. <laughs> well, what's he say in his letter? He says, Dear Brother Fibber, meh, signed Ick, the black sheep. <laughs> I guess Ick ain't in any mood to make up. Well, I, for one, won't chase after him just because he has money. No, me either. Wonder how I could get him to chase after me. <laughs> hey, what's this postcard? Well, how should I know? It's addressed to you, and I never read your mail. Uh, anyway, it's just an advertisement. <laughs> it isn't either just an advertisement. It's from the Wistful Vista Wholesale Outlet Store. It says, You have been recommended and selected as one of a small list of patrons to whom we extend the privilege of purchasing standard merchandise at a 40% discount. Oh. oh, boy. This card will be your identification, not transferable. Yours very truly, signed... 
Paul, your pal, Peters. Oh. <laughs> Say, I didn't know you had a Paul named Pal Peters. <laughs> Who is he? And why should he give you 40% discount on anything? Oh, they just do that for a few prominent citizens, for the goodwill. You see, Molly, you pick... Oh, come in. Hi, babe. Hello, Skimp. Hello, Mr. Mills. Hi, Billy. What's covering your pretty little bald head today? <laughs> You know anything about radio, Skimp? Who, me? I'll say I do. Why, sure he does, Mr. Mills. He fixed ours yesterday. Yeah. Now all we have to do to get KPMO is turn the dial to WTL and kick it three times. <laughs> Why'd you ask, William? I wanted to get my sister a radio for Christmas. Say, I thought you got her a new one a couple of years ago, Billy. Well, I did, but it's worn out. Oh. She can't oh. get Ed Wynn on it anymore. <laughs> well, if you want... Hey, look. I can get you a radio wholesale, Billy. Forty percent off. How much you want to sink into it? Oh, about fifty bucks. Oh, well, uh, you want one that'll play records? No, my sister hasn't got any records. <laughs> <laughs> you leave the whole thing to me, Billy. Tell Santa Claus it's in the bag. You mean you can get me a fifty-buck radio for thirty, Skip? Absolutely. Save you twenty smackers. So if you were thinking of getting me some little inexpensive thing for Christmas, <laughs> you can do a little better now. <laughs> hey, wait a minute, Skip. How come you get 40% off on radios? What do you mean on radios? I get 40% off on anything. I got connections. I know people in the right places. Why, sure. Don't you forget, Mr. Mills. McGee is a prominent citizen. You betcha. Stand up, dearie, and show Billy how prominent you really are. <laughs> well, I'm certainly obliged, Skim. Want the 30 frock skins now? No, no. Wait till you get the radio. Uh, will you sit down and have a cup of coffee, uh, Billy? No, thanks, babe. Coffee makes me sleepy. Makes you sleepy. That's funny. Keeps most people awake. Not me. I never drank it. So long. <laughs> There's a great actor lost in that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I doubt if they ever find him. <laughs> Are you going downtown to get his radio right away, McGee? Yeah, I think so. Might want to pick up a few things myself. After all, I haven't got your electric waffle iron. Ooh! I haven't got your Christmas present yet. <laughs> oh, I wonder what it's going to be. <laughs> but you can get that later, McGee. I'll go with you today so we can... Uh... Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Come in. Oh, hello, Mrs. Uppington. Oh, how do you do, my dear? And Mr. McGee. Hi, Uppie. I was just going downtown to select a new floor lamp, Mrs. McGee. Would you care to go along? Well, now... Hey, I... wait a minute, Uppie. Don't go throwing your dough away now. Let, let me handle this for you. I can get 40% off on any merchandise. Now, wait a minute, McGee. How much you want to pay for a floor lamp, Uppy? Mr. McGee, when I want something, I am not one to count the cost. Oh. With me, money is no object whatsoever. Ooh. I want the best, and I'm perfectly willing to pay for it. But if possible, try and keep it under seven dollars. <laughs> Catch on, McGee. Be as reckless as you like, as long as you're careful. Uh, what kind of a lamp do you want, Abigail? Well, my dear, I rather had in mind one with a marble and bronze base, uh -huh. a fluted gold-leaf column, mm. a cluster of five bulbs with an indirect fixture at the top, yeah. a large beige monk's cloth shade, perhaps surmounted by a small jade ornament. Yeah. <laughs> You had that in mind for seven bucks? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. Would you go to 850 if it had Melvin Douglas shinnying up the post to turn it on for you? 
<laughs> as long as you can get it wholesale, Mr. McGee, you may even go as high as $10 if necessary. Oh. Now, that would amount to uh, uh, $6, I believe, with a discount. Yeah, and if I see a nice pair of pliers for about two bits, you want those two, Uppy? Why should she want a pair of pliers, McGee? Well, I hate to see anybody pinching pennies like this with their bare hands. <laughs> You are so amusing. Yeah, I, I killed me. Oh, he's a car navigator. <laughs> That's what I tell everyone, my dear. I always say Mr. McGee is simply a car. Oh, shucks. <laughs> An ace with a short A. <laughs> Well, are we going downtown to that wholesale house or not, dearie? Chool, 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 sure. <laughs> Just as soon as I write down this memorandum. Well, let's see. I'll get it. Hello? Yeah, this is him speaking. Oh, hi, Mort. Yeah. Huh? No, I never shoot craps much, Mort. <laughs> Peanut was more... Huh? Oh, trap shooting. <laughs> I thought you were talking baby talk. <laughs> Gate shotgun if I was you, Mort. That's the best. Hey, wait a minute, Mort. I can get you one wholesale. Oh, dear. Here we go again. What say, Mort? Sure, 40% off. Okay, you just leave it to me, Mort. You betcha. Okay, Mort. Goodbye, Mort. I never saw you act as a middleman before, McGee, but man, you're sure putting yourself in the middle. (laughs) Oh, well, what's one more little item? Put that down on the list, Molly. 12 gauge shotgun, automatic full choke. Full what? Choke. What does he do? Shoot things and then strangle them? <laughs> oh, choke means the barrel is kind of made smaller at the end. Now, let's see. One radio, one lamp, one shotgun. One wonders. One wonders what? One wonders what one's getting into. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Laugh if you want it, but 40% off ain't anything to sneer at. Who's laughing? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't mean. Hey. I wonder if I could get a Cocker Spaniel down there. Why buy one there? Well, they say a bargain dog never bites. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you get it, Molly? 40% off, bargain dog? It ain't funny, McGee. (laughs) I should have made it a chihuahua. Hey, Fibber, Molly. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Can't stop to talk to you now, Harlow. Got to go downtown. Anytime you can't stop to talk to him, dearie, you'd better go downtown <laughs> and look for a job. <laughs> That's the first portion of Fibber, McGee, and Molly from December 9th, 1941, two days after the bombing of Pearl Harbor. Jim and Marion Jordan. That was sponsored by Johnson's Wax, as heard on NBC. Let's take a break. When we come back, it's more of Hollywood 360. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hey, fans of Classic Radio, Carl Amari here. I've created a free app just for you. Get 10 Classic Radio shows free in the Classic Radio Shows app. Plus, there are many more shows available for in-app purchase. You can get your free Classic Radio Shows app in the Google Play Store or the Apple Store. The easiest way to get your free app is to log on to Hollywood360radio.com and scroll down to the Classic Radio Shows app banner and click either the Google link or the Apple link. Don't miss out. Get your free Classic Radio Shows app today. 
Do you love classic radio shows? Now you can receive 10 classic radio shows on five CDs every month by joining the Classic Radio Club. Hi, I'm Carl Amari. I've started the Classic Radio Club so fans can receive the best of the best from my library each and every month. Join now and receive your first 10 classic radio shows on five CDs, a $39.95 value for only $4.99. Then every month, I'll hand-select 10 more of the greatest classic radio shows and mail them to you on five CDs. Every show will be superior sound quality and you'll never receive a duplicate show. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com to join and receive your first 10 classic radio shows on five CDs for only $4.99. That's ClassicRadioClub.com or call toll-free 888-642-6556. That's 888-642-6556. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Well, next time it's the conclusion to Fibber McGee and Molly from 1941. Then Arch Obler's Plays starring Van Heflin in a patriotic drama. All for our veterans. That's next time here on Hollywood 360. We'll see you then.